All right, good morning. Welcome to Michael Nesco's Renegade Rock on the Rogue Radio Podcast Network. We got a special edition this Saturday. We got Greg Chason and Ron McKay from Atomic Kings here to talk about their new release. Welcome, guys, to Renegade Rock. What's happening, Mike? Thanks for having us. Hey, uh... I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing, but the tunes that I have have listened to, I'm really digging on. Uh, we've been featuring uh, Take My Hand. Is that one of the tunes? Yep. Yeah, yep. We, we featured that last week, and it's going to be airing again this week. Tell us about that tune. I think, uh, I think that's one I brought in, and then that's one of what... Uh, when Greg and I write together, you know, it's, it's always interesting, like, what we do to each other's songs. So I brought in their initial riff, and then uh, Greg took it into that middle section that's kind of like a boogie, uh, swinging, Sabbathy thing, and then it just goes crazy from there. So it's a it's a good uh, cross section of how me and Greg write together. That's for sure. We, we call that we call that section the Evil's Easy Top section. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I immediately like flashed to Black Sabbath. That's the whole plan. Yeah, the drum and bass thing was just... Which, what is your songwriting process? Is Ryan doing all the riffs, or are you guys sitting down at the store? Are you writing together? Or? Uh, it's either one... It either goes one way or the other. So either Ryan will come in with a riff, and I'll add something to it. I might write the chorus, for example, and take my hand. He had the riff and the verse. I came up with the chorus in the middle part, and then we kind of did the... We kind of got in each other's business on the... So, Greg, are, are you writing on guitar or just bass? In my head. In your head, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You, should, you have to see it to believe it. <laughs> so tell us about this record and, and your label. Is, is that connected with uh, Danny Coker and uh, Counts Customs? Uh, I don't think he has anything to do with the label, but we did record... Uh, In his studio, right? Yeah, we did the basic tracks there. And, and did you like it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a cool little studio they got there. It's a real drum room, which is... It's a really live, cool drum room, and that's why we were so excited to record there, mostly for the sound of the drums. Did you see Mike? I did not, but I, I talked to him on the phone now and then, but, you know, Barney never comes out in the daytime. He's a vampire. He only comes out in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> I know. He, he still has those strange hours all these years later, man. It's like... It's like you never see him, and, and uh, I figure if you go over his house, he's probably hanging upside down in a closet somewhere. <laughs> Wearing his wearing his cape and stuff, but if you see Varney, it's we were always done recording by probably eight o'clock at night. We recorded only two days. Bass and drums took two days. So where did you find your singer? Where did you find your singer, man? We couldn't find anyone, so we found him. No. Uh, <laughs> what happened with with him is uh, we had we, we fired our original singer from when we were in Kings of Dust, and um, I had been doing a project, a potential pro project a cover project uh, that was supposed to be free and bad company songs i knew ken kind of just peripherally and so i got him involved in the project and uh we got together and started uh rehearsing these songs and him and i got along really well so when we you know hunted our previous singer jimmy as a matter of fact our drummer said well who are we going to get to sing now and i said ken ronk and oddly enough jimmy knew ken and uh Ryan had heard of Ken, so uh, we had him come down our rehearsal room. Is he in Phoenix? Yeah, we're all in Phoenix. Uh, he was our first choice, and really, I mean, we probably would have made some kind of adjustment if he had... No, it's a good blend. You guys have a great chemistry together. It's, it sounds really good. Yeah, well, he's a great singer. He's he's a, he's a lot of fun to be around. He's very easygoing. Um, we don't have a lot of issues 
uh, ego-wise in the band, and that works out pretty good. So for any of our listeners that don't know about the Kings of Dust, tell, tell them... Uh Tell them how Atomic Kings uh, was born out of that, or or any any information you want to give give about the the birth of Atomic Kings. Yeah, the Kings of Dust was um, was an album. This that, is Ryan, uh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is Ryan. Ryan, yeah. it's nice to talk to you. By the way, I really dig your guitar sounds and and playing on the record. It sounds great. Man. Oh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. So G- Greg had uh, had asked me to uh, participate in that Kings of Dust record, although I wasn't a member of the band. So my involvement during the recording process of Kings of Dust was was just to kind of play some solos here and there, or maybe cut a rhythm track here. Um, I contributed one one song, maybe one and a half songs there. And then, uh, you know, the album just didn't pan out at all because of COVID and, and the other things. So, you know, by the time somewhere before the album was released they asked me if i wanted to stick with the group and i'm like sure yeah i had fun doing all the a lot of the guitar work you know were you working in the store at that time no yeah no no actually i hadn't wow i I was still on the road with another band actually i was doing another project at the time very cool he was kind of doing our uh internet stuff on the side wow yeah so that's how you guys hooked up yeah pretty much and then uh so again the album comes out and then we couldn't really promote it much but we stayed together and then when things went south with our with our singer then we decided to keep going is this the same drummer same drummer yeah, yeah. Jimmy, same drummer jimmy taft yeah we thought it'd be a good idea to keep going we kind of liked how the chemistry that we had together and we figured if we can get the right singer in the band, which turned out to be Ken Ronk, then um, we could do a really, really, really good album. And so that's what uh, that's what we pushed towards. And now it's finally come. It's going to be out May 3rd. So how did you hook up with Tone Force? Is that Tone Force Records? Tone House. Tone House. Um, actually, uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Duncan, who plays in Armored Saint and in DC4, is part of the label. And I Are they in Vegas? Are they based out of Vegas? They are. They, they are in Vegas. So um, I contacted him, and he put me in touch with his partner, which is Jason Constantine, who is uh, a producer and an engineer. So we discussed with him, because uh, we were talking to some other people as well, but we what we wanted was almost complete we wanted to participate in the creative process of making the record we didn't want to just come in and do our parts and that would be it we wanted to be involved in the mix the mastering how things were going to sound on the finished product and jason uh was very agreeable to that and so uh they offered us uh, i mean there are no real big deals anymore but they no, of offered, course not <laughs> they, they offered us to be involved and they offered to actually fun part of the fun part of the project which i thought you know if they're going to put some skin in the game they're going to be as committed as we are because you know at that point we were paying for part of it and they were paying for part of it so um that really kind of appealed to us and like i said the fact that we could be involved in the recording process the mixing process was very important to us always and he was always he was always very agreeable to that. Well, that's cool because nowadays, I mean, it's really tough to sell anything. You know that. Oh yeah. People are buying air. You know, our, our record, uh, Atomic Kings, will be on all the standard digital platforms. And fortunately, we don't do this to make any money. On, you know, we're we're not. We all we all do this because we love playing music, man. We love right. doing it. We believe in it. You know, you were asking Ryan about the 
process of us getting together, Ryan and I had kind of be, been friends anyway. And then when we started writing together, after the initial uh, Kings of Dust record came out, rather since we knew we weren't going on tour, Ryan and I just started writing. So he was submitting riffs and parts and i was submitting riffs and parts and we were making them into songs and we found that we were actually a really good uh writing team were you guys writing melodies and stuff like that we can if, if we have to but ken's pretty good at that i mean we'll contribute ken did all of that uh, we contributed a little bit here and there but i what i like about this band is um everyone has a say in how the process is done so it's not like uh you know Ryan tells me how to play my bass, or I don't tell Jimmy how to play his drums, uh, or neither of us. We, we've we never been in bands like that, no. have we? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the the whole idea with it is we respect what each other guy, what each guy brings in. The way I always put it is, I can play guitar. That's a pretty rare thing nowadays. Well, what I was going to say is I can play guitar but I can't play it like Ryan. So while I might have an idea what the guitar should do, I don't ever say anything. I just let Ryan take it and it, inevitably he takes it to a place that I would have never thought of that makes it better. And that's the same with the drums. I, I'm an above average drummer, but I can't do it. Jimmy does. So while I might have an idea of what the beat would be as far as just the basic part of it, we just give it over to Jimmy and let him do his thing. That's right. You know, converse, Ryan can play bass, but, He's not, not Greg. Yeah, I can't play any, anywhere close to Greg. <laughs> so I'm a horrible drummer. So I, again, I just know where the where the two and four is going to be. You know where the backbeat is. That's not where it ends. I see your, I, I I see Greg's brother all the time here in Cleveland, and and we talk about it. And uh, I was just so happy you guys looked happy when all three of you were in that picture and you had bases in your hands. Yeah. Well, I don't think all three of us had been in the same room and over 10 years that's what todd said i was like wow and todd actually became a really good bass player over the time when i saw him back in la to the time that he's at now i mean when he came in the store and was playing the bass i had no idea he was that good i mean kenny and i my brother kenny were sitting around going wow todd's actually he's, he's throwing down here so it was it was actually really cool to see <laughs> he he is really good i he, he, you're his idol you know that. well Todd's a nice guy, and I appreciate that he says that. I, I always make the joke that in most families, whatever you play, you get to be the best of. In my family, you have to fight to see who's the best bass player. So there's <laughs> between the three of us, and we've all made records, and we've all had careers at it. So You've had a, all, it's just fun music. I'm glad you're still playing, Greg. I'm glad you're so, I haven't seen you this excited about a project in a long time. Well, this is a this is very close to my heart, and I'm sure Ryan would say the same thing. And and yeah, we believe sure. we believe in what we write. Uh, Ryan's not only one of my best friends; he's one of my favorite guitar players ever. He's a perfect counterbalance to what I can bring in musically, and vice versa. And so, you, I mean, at, we're at the point now when we write stuff. We were listening to some other stuff that we had written that we hadn't used yet, and we couldn't even tell which one of us wrote which part. Yes, yeah, we literally forgot. Like, is this mine or yours? Is this your? Yeah, is this your riff or is this mine? We honestly don't remember. You, that's lucky. It's hard, really hard to find a good writing partner. Really. Is. Yeah. Well, I think it's good. it's nice when you listen to each other. Like, that's kind of the key. And and everyone in the group of Atomic Kings, like everyone's listening to what each other's doing, and they're kind of playing off of it rather than you know, just kind of 
going their own path. It's like everyone's really cognizant of the other three members in their band and playing off of it. You know, that's the that's the key. I mean, we're we're pretty busy from a musician point of view, and but every each member knows when to lay back, when to compliment something, when to not step on toes. Yeah, yeah. when to harmonize something, whatever. So it's there's really a lot of unspoken if it's if it makes any sense there's this unspoken communication where it does make sense that's that's what we all strive for right well like when, when ryan and i are working on something whether it's my song or his i just know that he's going to know where my part is and how to basically accentuate my part and vice versa same with jimmy and jimmy when you first start playing with him on a song on the drums he overplays through everything, and it's just like you're listening to it going, I don't know. But I know by the time he takes it home and brings it back, like the next time, he'll have sorted it out. And it took me a while right. to figure that out. But now I just let him do his thing. He comes back, and it's always for sure that he's going to come back with pretty close to the absolute perfect part for how it would be. And that's just part of being together for, we've been together in this iteration probably almost, what, two and a half years. But Ryan, Jimmy, and I have been together for over three years. And we rehearse a lot. We write a lot. So there's always a, an understanding. There's a mutual understanding of how, how we're going to do this. And there's never any issue on how we do it. I mean, even Jimmy comes, Jimmy writes as well. So wow. there's a song on the record. Well, there's a song on the record called Running Away that started out of him playing a drum beat, and then Ryan... Yeah, I like that, too. I, I did listen to that. That's a well, good Ryan, one. Well, Ryan started playing something with it, and then I, then I started adding a part. Then Ryan and I discussed what we should do in the chorus, how it should have this Zeppelin-y thing, and then the next time I see Ryan, he comes back with a part. And so it works out good, and there's another song on there. It's just an acoustic interlude part called uh, Jimmy's Page. That's something Jimmy wrote, and he plays enough acoustic guitar that he can write an interesting part. So it works out, you know, it's a pretty good problem to have. We have plenty of material. We're always writing. We're always, Ryan and I work in the store together, so we're always, he'll say, yesterday he was saying, hey, I got these two parts. Then I start showing him something. I got for, I got this for a part, and it works out really good. I couldn't. Uh, Plus you get to rehearse on all, any of that good gear, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday, yeah, actually, yesterday because it was handy, I picked a really shitty guitar to to just to go. Oh, here's an idea that because you Greg was playing his idea, so I wanted to grab a guitar and see if what I thought would fit would actually fit. And I just grabbed something nearby, and it happened to be like a three hundred dollar guitar that was perpetually out of tune. But you know, <laughs> I even said, "Wow, that's really, that sounds pretty good for that crappy guitar." <laughs> so, how are the live shows going? They're going great. Um, uh, I guess it was last last year we did the show with Ace Fraley. That was yeah. Did you get to meet Ace? <laughs> I did not, but I think he was standing on Greg's side of the stage and kind of gave him a thumbs up. Right? Yeah, he yeah. he he was standing. Nice. He was standing on my side of the stage during the show, and I turned around to get a drink of water, and there he was. He just kind of nodded at me and gave a thumbs up. And his sound man is a really good friend of mine. He used to be the sound man for Badlands. Wow. And he came, he came and told me that Ace was very impressed and and actually had wished we could 
go out with them and do some other shows. So we how, were, how was his band? Were they good? Really good. Really Very good, good band. band. Very good. He, good uh, show. Really good show. All of it. All the musicians are good in the band. I know the drummer, uh, and I've since then become friends with a couple of the other guys. I mean, I guess a lot of these guys were in Gene's band, and then Ace saw them and fired his band and got all these guys. They put on a good show. It's definitely the Ace Fravey show, but you can tell all these guys helped make it that much better. So, Greg, I have to stray a little bit from, from the record and the, the Tommy Kings just to tell you I love your dog. Oh, <laughs> Chaney? Chaney's the, the best. Yeah, he's the best. He is so cool. Yeah, he's a 135-pound teddy bear. Well, you, you haven't... Wow, been, he's getting big. You haven't been slobbered on him yet. That's, <laughs> I get slobbered on him a lot. I bring him to the store I bring him to the store now, and then he gets really excited when he sees the other guys here because he's known him <laughs> since he was a little puppy, and he goes bounding over there, and the slobber goes... Oh, oh man. That's pretty funny, actually. So what, what, what's, what, what do you got coming up in the, in the near future? We're running out of time here, guys. Tell the Renegade Rock uh, listeners uh, another record in store. You're going to hit the road or what? Well, we have uh, the, the, this one comes out May 3rd. And then we have a show here in Phoenix. It's an album release party on May 27th at a place called. The Man, I wish I could come out there. I wish I, I could wish come you out could, there. too. It's at a place called the 44. And then we're going the next week to Albuquerque to open for King's X. Nice. And uh, we're direct support for them. And then we will probably do a Vegas show and maybe a whiskey show. And we have another show in New Mexico in November. Uh, we don't play a lot around here, so we might do one other show by the end of the year. And we'll see what other things present itself. I mean, we all have careers and jobs and, and uh, that sort of thing. So the chances of us hitting the road aren't very good. But we do enjoy playing live. And, and like, as I said, and Ryan... Well, you could do little jaunts out here and there, right? You know. Flying stuff. And we're writing new material right now. We have two songs in the set that aren't on the... Right this second, you're writing new material? Right this very second? Actually, yes, I am. <laughs> Let me grab that $300 guitar. Hang on, Jack. <laughs> an idea. So, I mean, we have two songs that we play live that aren't even on the record that uh, one of them would definitely be on the next record. So, yeah. we are... We're, we're, we're super pleased with the response. Everyone has been... I mean, we, we sold out the pre-order. We sold out three times the amount that he was planning on the pre-order in five days. Hey, I'm happy for you. Anything I could do to help you out, I'd be more than happy because I dig it. I'm a Tommy Kings fan. We'll be playing your stuff on Renegade Rock. One last parting word for our fans, Ryan and Greg. Go on. Yeah, if you want to stay in touch with us, we do have an Instagram account, Atomic Kings Band, and you can find it on facebook as well you can see a lot of YouTube website the website well we don't have official website but tone house records is our label you can keep up to date there as well yeah so you're on their website right yes. right right yeah and uh look for the record um coming out may 3rd is, is there a the title city. or is it just atomic kings it's just it's just atomic kings atomic kings, right? atomic kings yeah I mean, we have our lyric. Our lyric video is on YouTube. You can check that out. And uh, yeah, what is your single again? What's the name of your single? All I want. All I want. Yeah, that's the single. We're, we're going to play that in uh, on next week's Renegade Rock, and we're going to air this interview the week after the Frank Marino interview. Frank Marino, awesome. Well, you can't go. Uh, I have no problem. Following. I got to talk to Frank Marino, man. I was freaking out. I have you already spoke to him? 
No, I, I, oh yeah, I already did the interview. What a cool cat. I mean, I saw him at Winterland. It was Ruby Star, Mahogany Rush, and Black Sabbath at Winterland. Bill Graham introduced him as Rush. <laughs> and he remembered that. He said, yeah, we came out and said, this is Mahogany Rush, you know? You know, um, Mike, Mike, you and I go way back, and I played on a number of your records, and uh, you've been a good friend, and I appreciate, you know, your support for everything that I've done, but especially this Atomic Kings means a lot to, you know. It's my pleasure, Greg. It's been a great uh, pleasure to have you be involved in, in any of my projects. Um, I really dug the, the, the Zeppelin reunion we did a few years ago. I'm glad it finally came out, even though who knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the inner space. Yeah, somewhere in the inner space. Hey, let's uh, thank Greg Chase on a rhyme of K from Atomic Kings. Thanks for coming on Renegade Rock. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Later, brother. Yeah, thanks.
Hey, won't you? 